Good evening. Hi, T. How are you? So, um, yeah, if anyone has anything that they want to share, um, now is the time to do so. We're going to get started in about one more minute. If no one has anything that they would like to share, if you have a testimony that you want to share, now is the time to do so. If you have any feedback, um, anything that has um, ministered to you, especially from Sunday or these past couple of weeks that we've been talking about um, healing, mental health, family matters, um, but especially from Sunday, how we talked about encouragement and exhortation. So if there's something that you would like to share, the floor is open. If not, we will go ahead and go into our teaching. Okay, so I don't see any um, hands up or anyone has unmuted. So without further ado, we are going to hear from Minister Chiquita tonight. Um, I'm really, really excited about what she is going to share with us tonight. So I ask that um, you guys just um, listen and give her some encouragement, give her feedback while she's teaching. Um, since this is her first time teaching online with us. So we just wanna make sure that we encourage our fellow teachers. Um, and without further ado, Minister Chiquita, you can go ahead and take it away. Good evening, everyone. And uh, before I begin, I am gonna pray, but I do have a PowerPoint that um, I don't know if I need to be made co-host in order to share it or I can send it to you either way. So, But I, I wanna just uh, welcome everyone here today and just pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you uh, for this day. We praise you for this day. Uh, this day is a gift. Uh, and if we can see it as a gift um, that we will take advantage of. So Father God, we just bless you for this day. Um, Pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart is acceptable to you, that I yield to the gentle nudgings of Holy Spirit, that uh, the words that you have given me and uh, declarations and affirmations that I'm able to share with others. Uh, I pray that we will continue to be on this healing journey and that all the things that were taught beforehand are woven together with the foundation of love. And so I just welcome everyone today and I thank you all for being here. Um, I see all the little boxes, but I said, God is always doing a new thing. So boxes represent community as well. So I know you by your voices and I'm always so very thankful to hear the sound of your voices whenever we're sharing in this community. And so uh, I will just uh, continue. Um, Okay, I'll wait until. All right, I see it right there. And so we have been talking, I'll wait until it come up. We've been talking a lot about uh, healing. And so today I wanna speak more about, we've talked about healing by revelation, healing by laying on the hands. And so today I wanna talk about the healing uh, through the word of God, but also healing in community, what happens in community when we cry out to God. And so um, I'm just going to start. I have a couple of um, uh, slides that I want to share with you, uh, something that I usually do um, before every teaching. And of course, I, I never tell anyone, you have to you do it this way. But this is something that I always do in preparation to receive no matter who it is, having that posture of humility, just being open to new understandings of the word of God, um, whether it is a reaffirmation of my pre-existing understanding of the word, um, or whether it is just a brand new way of seeing a scripture or something that I've read before, God always has a way of bringing that person in. Um, it helps me to provide clarity, it sharpens my focus. And in the past when we've been having Bible study, um, we talk a lot about our filter and our perspective and mindset. And so for me, listening to teachings, when I come with the anticipation that there's going to be clarity, there's going to be a sharpening focus, it helps me to zoom in. If you could think about the lens of a camera, you can zoom in on a specific word, you can zoom out. But having that clarity and focus enables you to understand the word of God and understand that if you have access to a better way, then why not do it if there's a better way? Um, next, I always think about 
yielding and submission to it. Um, I will say this as a librarian, I read a lot of information. But one thing that I always have to make sure that I do, that I command my mind, that all this information that I get from various sources will never supersede the word of God. So all this information that we may have that's inside of our head, it should never supersede the word of God, that our lens should always be one who is a kingdom dweller as a kingdom citizen. And even though we may think someone, we've read their book and they're just like the most outstanding, they're just, uh, just so intelligent, they're just genius. When we have the word of God and the wisdom and understanding that comes with that, then all those things must fall in submission to the word of God because God word, God's word is immutable. Uh, and then lastly, having that expectation and an anticipation. So when we all do, we get online on Tuesday or on Sunday, there should be this great expectation that we're gonna receive something, still having that posture of humility and not just receiving, but being able to do something, not just being hearers of the words, but doers of the word. So this is my preparation, whatever, who, it doesn't matter who it is. I'm always in that posture of receiving because here uh, at the conservatory, we are ever learners. We're always endeavoring to learn more about the word of God. Um, the next thing I wanna share with you before I get into the lesson is something that I do because in addition to being a school librarian, I do a lot of teaching and teaching literacy. And it's always something that's very, uh, clear and very plain and simple about engaging text. And in this case, we're looking at biblical text. One of the teachings that Apostle Teresa had, uh, I think it was last year, we were like, how to read the Bible. And one of the things that she talked to us about is having this childlike wonder when we read the Bible. Um, basically allowing ourselves not to get caught up in, is there something just so deep about this, but really look at the text. And so whenever I look at biblical text, I always try to listen and read the word of God be intentional in this application to my life first. So I want to see what the word is doing in my life first uh, and how it applies to me. I know sometimes we have teachings or we may listen to a message. And sometimes some of us are thinking, you know, uh, so-and-so would really like this lesson. But if we could first apply that lesson to ourselves and then have a greater understanding of it, we can share it with others. And so the next one is just biblical text to world. So once we read more, we apply the biblical text, we extend and deepen our understanding, we broaden it, and then application of reteaching to others, which is why I love what's uh, always uh, talked about in the conservatory, that one way to grow in your understanding is to share it and teach it to others. Um, just recently, um, I know there's been a, a book study of uh, connecting. I started reading it some time ago. But I know in those first couple of pages, Dr. K talks about the journey to discovering how to connect will transform and ignite us for service in this generation. So our journey should not just connect us and transform us. It should, all, it should also ignite us so that we are in service to this generation. So it's not to keep it all for ourselves, but we are sharing it with others. So I want to start out by um, talking about there's a small piece in the book of Psalms that I'm going to share today, but just a little historical background. I know most of you know about the book of Psalms. There are 150 books and uh, it's, you know, comes from the Hebrew word tilehim, meaning to praise and to shine. They get, you have various authors. It's written over a thousand years. There's lament in there. There's thanksgiving. There's praise. There's worship. Um, but more importantly, there are moments where there's there's prayer in there, uh, moments of intimacy and sweet communion with the Father found in the Psalms. It's, it's probably one of the first, in addition to Proverbs books that I studied. I remember being in high school and I was in Sunday school and I said, my Sunday school teacher said, you should start reading the Bible. And I said, well, I don't know where to start because it just seems so overwhelming. And he said, start with Proverbs in the book of Psalms. And so for me, um, there's been so much uh, in there, not just historical but things that could be applied to contemporary. And also there's a lot of foretelling uh, in the book of Psalms. And so most of us have read it, of course, we use it and in we incorporate it in prayer. Um, there are many psalmists who have taken um, the, the text from book of Psalms and they've created um, music with it. They've created lyrics with it. So we are quite familiar with it. But what I'm gonna take a look at today is Psalm 107 and uh, from this particular chapter. 
I'm not gonna look at the entirety of one through 43. I'm gonna look at a small little section of it, which is 18 through 23. But I kind of wanna go over what we see in the book of Psalms. So fr from the very beginning in the book of Psalms, we have this, this, uh, this thanksgiving and mercy. We have, uh, let the redeemed praise God, let the redeemed say so. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me every time I read that even though there's a lot of thanksgiving, it talks about the mercy of God being enduring. And the fact of the matter is that no matter how much we express our gratitude and thanksgiving to God, that thanksgiving never matches the mercy. That mercy is so much, they're brand new every day. It's so enduring. It never meets the level of that mercy and it never supersedes that. We can never, never thank God enough. Even if we went throughout the day and just thank God just profusely throughout the day. It never matches that mercy. And those of us who understand that, who we've been redeemed, we've been redeemed. And so if you take a look at uh, each section of that Psalms 107, one through 43, there's this thread that flows through there of thanksgiving, enduring mercy, and of the redeemed. And there's also uh, this never ending thankfulness to God in each situation, because there is something that's historical there, but could also be applied to us today. And again, there's also a foretelling. And so in Psalms 136.1, just talks about, oh, give thanks to, to God. He's good. His mercies endures forever. And then Ephesians 5.18.20, uh, it says, do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so you have all of this, you have lamentations. We know that as well, that God's mercies are brand new every single day. But what you do find in these passages, there's a refrain. And anytime we see a refrain in scripture, we know that it's important. So in each section, there is a refrain of crying out and God listening to that crying out, responding to the crying out. <laughs> there's four times in, those verses one through 43. And then at the end of that, there's a praise and thankfulness for God's wonderful works. And so I just want you to keep that in mind as we zoom in again on specific scriptures of 18 through 23. So this, let's take a closer look at this. And I've kind of, for those of you, um, I didn't want to assume, but those of you who do, who are able to see the PowerPoint, there are a couple of words that I highlighted, but I want to read it. And this is the New King James Version. Just focusing in on healing. That <clears throat> their soul abhorred all manner of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. And so this is the one I wanna zoom in because it talks specifically about God sending forth his word to heal them. It also talks about them crying out and it didn't say a person cried out, but it said they cried out. And so we know that this is a community crying out to God and God's response to that crying out him listening to that because of that posture of humility of saying that I am not in control. And so we're going to proclaim and cry out to God as a community and God sends forth his word. And so this is the, 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 the central um, paragraph that we'll focus on for the duration of the <clears throat> presentation. So I, I wanted to take a look at this word cry, uh, which is Hebrew, the, the way you pronounce it is Zayak. Um, and so if we take a closer look at crying out, it means to just to call out, to call out for help, to call out together in distress, to make a proclamation or to proclaim, to announce, right? So there's a calling out for proclamation made by a community of God's people. So the central focus here is in addition to healing, God sending forth his word to heal, that the healing takes place in community together. No one is isolated. No one goes to the side. Um, there's, there's not uh, anyone that's talked about that says, I'm going to intercede for this community. But the community cries out together. The community says, we want to cry out to you, God, 
because we know that you are the only one who can heal us from our distresses or whatever ailments we are experiencing. And so that word um, was really intriguing to me, Zayak, crying out. I do want to say, though, that sometimes um, the crying out is necessary. And, and I want to be clear that we don't need to cry out for God to hear us. If God knows our thoughts <laughs> uh, and everything that we're thinking is surely um, increasing our volume doesn't necessarily get the attention of God. Whisper and he, he'll hear us. We can think it and he hears us. But there's something about the crying out to God and it's seen in scripture crying out and God responding to that crying out. And so is it necessary to be healed? No, it's not necessary. This again, when we're talking about healing and healing in community, there's never one way that God heals. So we don't want to say that there's only one particular way that God heals us because we know throughout these teachings that God has revealed to us that he heals in so many ways. And so this is just another uh, example, uh, experience of, of people who are healed in community when they cry out together. Um, so let's also take a look at sending forth his word. Um, and we may say, well, what, what is sending forth your word? But God, we know that God sent forth Christ, the word made flesh, the word incarnate, right? So God sent forth his word, Christ being the word of God. So we know that Christ went about healing. God also, because we have the indwelling of Holy Spirit, there's so many things that God will call to our remembrance. Holy Spirit will bring it to our remembrance, especially if we make it a habit and a lifestyle of confessing and making those affirmations and re reading the word of God. So the more that we eat of the meat, the more that we, uh, I, I like to say, eat of the word of God, the more that it becomes a part of who we are, the more that we become living epistles so that men can look at our lives and how we, uh, how we react and how we express ourselves, how they uh, respond to the light that is within us, the more the Holy Spirit will reveal that to us, the send forth that word that is inside of us so that we are intentional in accessing the supernatural. So we have Christ who sent forth his word, Christ, the word incarnate. We have uh, God who sends that word forth inside of us because Holy Spirit is inside of us. And God so, also sends the word through his chosen vessel to deliver the word to us. We've had so many uh, teachers that have been teaching us for the last couple of months. And really, every time we're in the conservatory, God is using that anointed person, that person, that vessel, to bring forth the word. And so that may be um, uh, prophets and teachers. We've talked recently on Sunday about those who are encouragers and exalters, those who are not just bringing bubbly and sugary words, but those who are telling us even in times of distress that God is, God's word is immutable, even in times when we feel we are falling, even in times when we think we're on the brink of depression, or even in times when we think we can't really get a hold of things, even in those times, God is still uh, able to bring us through a situation. His word is still faithful. His word is still enduring. His mercies are still enduring. And so these are just a few ways that God brings forth his word for us in community. And so there are so many ways we, we looked at healing and and ways that God heals us by his word. He can heal our relationships just by hearing a word. And it doesn't have to be a phrase and it doesn't have to be dressed up. But when we are in a posture to receive, God can heal relationships just like that. He can heal a relationship through a message. He can heal a relationship in a conversation. He can heal a relationship just by listening to a, a, a podcast. God uses so many different formats to bring forth his word. He can heal our minds. He can heal our emotions and then heal our, our physical bodies. So God brings forth his word to us to heal all these areas in our lives because we're all on this healing journey. We wanna be made whole. We, wanna, we want God to, 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 because God is the only one, when we think about the things that we go through, there's a place that's reserved for God and, and that place is reserved for him because only he can heal that place in us that is wounded. 
some of us that may have soul fractures, our emotions are, are, are down, or uh, we may have uh, thoughts inside of our head that are conflicting. Only God can heal that, but God can send forth that word. And you may have heard that word another time, but there may be a moment in time at a specific place and a space when God uses that person or Holy Spirit responds to your calling out and heals you in that moment of time. And we know that God's word has all all, it has authority. And so this is not simply about us saying words. It's about saying the words of God. You know, so when scripture says, you know, God's word will not turn, return void, right? Not our words, <laughs> God's words. So in speaking those words, when Holy Spirit reveals those words to us, those are the words that have all spiritual authority. So again, oh Lord, my God, I cried to you and you healed me. You healed me. So there's power in the word of God. God's word is eternal. It's all powerful and it's authoritarian. So when we understand that and we speak the word of God and we have a clarity and an understanding that it has, it, it has not just the potential, it will, it will. So in order for us to, to understand that and to say to ourselves, I know God's word can heal me, our trust must not be divided. So we can't trust, uh, you know, uh, uh, just a phrase or something that we think is wisdom from someone, if it's not coming from God, we must trust God, we must have undivided trust in God's word, right, so we can't uh, be like a leaf blown in the wind, so the trust that we have must be totally in God and his word to heal us in our minds, in our bodies, in our emotions, and in our relationships. Um, there's a that part in there, again, there are verses that's one through 43. And I just wanted to take a look. Sometimes when we're reading, particularly if it's Old Testament, sometimes people are, are you know, they're like, well, they were talking about the Old Testament. And I don't know that how that applies to us. There's always uh, uh, something that God wants us to see, whether it's in a historical context, there's something to glean from it. And so one of the things that I wanted to do is kind of chart um, in those sections one through in those verses one through 43 what happens um, so God brought of course the children of Israel on their journey to the promised land the dilemma when they were on the blink of death literally literally because of their desperation and distress and 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 depression literally rejecting drink and food so when the scripture said that they loathe food they were on the brink of death that's because that that distress and that anxiety that depression causes can cause you to have a lack of appetite now if you juxtapose that to new believers we are on life's journey we are in the new covenant sometimes when we have soul fractures or sick so it can cause us to reject the milk or the meat of god right so when we talk about the word of god the deeper things of god sometimes because we have some things that are going on we can't really take it in the way we need to so what, what would the gates of death look like for those who are you know, uh, New Covenant believers? It may look like uh, dysfunction. It may look like cy these cycles of depression. It may look like ailments. It may look like a sick soul that resists the, the word of God. Um, it, may, it can cause sometimes a physical and emotional and a mental death. It can, uh, it's, it's like a slow, um, kind of like a slow burn when we reject those things. And then, of course, in every case, when the word of God says that he sent forth his word and healed them, again, that community calling out to God, sending his word through that vessel to heal our bodies, our minds, and our appetites. And, of course, as New Covenant believers, we develop an appetite for prayer. We develop that appetite. And so through the indwelling and activating Holy Spirit within us, through our teachings and understanding, and really coming to this revelation that there's a potency in God's word. There's a potency that, that, that goes beyond our logical thinking. And so sometimes we try to understand it, but we need to be moved by our faith and trust that God word, God's word will heal us. And it, as a result of that, we develop this appetite for prayer. And so that, just lastly, I want to talk about... Um, what happens, what the crying out reveals. And again, is the crying out necessary? 
is the, are the proclamations and, and elevating our voices necessary for God to heal us? There's something that it reveals in us. And that is number one, humility. Knowing that uh, you cannot heal yourself. Knowing that some of the ways of the ways and some of the things that people are introduced in this world, we know we live in a fallen world and everybody seems to have the antidote or the bomb uh, to healing our pains and the wounds that we have. But when we submit ourselves and we have a posture of humility that says, there's only one who can heal me, that's what the crying out reveals. The crying out also reveals a surrender. Just surrendering, not fighting against it, not saying, I think there's a better way, not going to the, the local bookstore and picking up 10 more self-help books, saying that there's got to be something. I'm trusting God in this situation. So everything that I thought I knew, I'm going to subdue that at this moment. And I'm going to surrender and yield to the voice of God. It also reveals that we understand that God is merciful. So when the word of the Lord says that God's mercy endures, that God is responding to that with his mercy. And again, it's, he's not responding because we're yelling and screaming at God and elevating our verse. He's just a merciful God. He's a merciful God. And if his mercy endures, whether we are whispering or proclaiming something, he's merciful because it endures. It's, in, it's an enduring mercy that he has on us, right? So we, we find ourselves in situations that we really don't deserve, but because he's a loving God and he's a just God, but more importantly, because he's merciful, because of sometimes the choices that we make in our lives, not that someone else has done, because we know in life we make choices and our choices make our lives. God responds to that calling out and that proclamation with mercy. And then again, this helplessness. And some people, sometimes people call it coming to the end of yourself. Again, knowing that you, you don't hold the answer. You don't hold the answer. God can give you that answer. But when you're seeking all these other ways of, of trying to get healed, or maybe you're listening to too many voices, or, uh, um, or maybe something, an experience happened to you, and maybe a symptom went away, you said, I'm going to try it again, because if it worked that time, the symptoms went away, then maybe it will work this time. But yielding to that, being humble again, and understanding that you are helpless in this situation because you, did, you didn't create yourself. You didn't create yourself. And there's only one who knows you more than yourself, and that is our Father. That's God. And so when you come, it, the cry now reveals you're coming to the end of yourself. And again, faith. And I talk about this undivided truth in the divine that's this undivided trust i should say in divine healer the rescuer so whatever circumstance or situation that we're in understanding that that god can intervene at a moment's notice we we are building up our faith and we know that that sometimes um our faith is tested but it produces this perseverance this perseverance in us uh, and so that calling out activates that and then lastly, desperation. And I know that's a word that some people are like, I don't want to seem like I'm desperate, but it's really kind of woven through the rest of those words that we use, a, a desperation in that, you know, I'm exasperated. Like I've tried everything and I don't know about any of you, but I've, I've been in so many of those situations where I feel like I've tried, I've tried everything because I was trying to do things my way, right? And so when you get desperate, sometimes you have to call out, you have to call out, open your mouth and make a proclamation and cry out to the Lord. And he responds to that because when God sees that you are willing to listen and that you're humble, uh, he responds to that by bringing forth his word. And so for today, I do believe that is my uh, last slide. These are what I wanted to take it back to the last one, share uh, with you today just the importance of honing in on healing by God's word and healing in community, um, not being separated from people. I think being in community is so important um, and crying out to God in those times when we are in distress. And God sends that word to us to heal us, uh, to give us hope. God sends those people to us to give us a word of encouragement, to exalt us. 
to say, you can do it. I know what it looks like to you to the naked eye, but you can do it. God responds because he's a merciful God. And so I'm going to stop right there. And, uh, I'll stop sharing and kind of open it up. But thank you all so much um, for listening today. Um, I will say this for, about myself. There's so many things, uh, even being in this community, that you know how you think, I'm healed of that, but I wasn't. But I wasn't. But there are so many teachings I've had just sitting right here in my basement listening that I've been healed by teaching. I've been healed in my mind and my thinking about what should have been. And really, that's not what God intended for me. And so um, uh, there are different ways. You can be right in your basement and listen to an awesome teaching and God can, can heal you just like that. So I wanted to share that because uh, that scripture, that's my testimony. And that, that's how God, there've been other ways I've been healed, but that has, that has been um, truly how God has healed me by his word and by sending people to me to encourage me and, and show me uh, the word and how potent and powerful it is and how merciful God is. And so I wanted to share that with you all today. Thank you so much, Chiquita, for that teaching. Thank you for sharing your heart with us tonight. Um, and thank you for sharing what God has been pouring into you. Um, I am amazed at your teaching and um, I am really blessed tonight. And so what we're going to do, we're going to open up the floor. If anyone has anything that they would like to share in response to Chiquita's teaching, um, if you have a question that you would like to share, but we really want to hear from you all tonight. We're going to open up the floor um, for anyone who wants to share. I, for one, I just want to say thank you, especially how you started off. Um, you shared what you do to prepare um, and the emphasis that you placed on God's word and how as a librarian, you know, who reads a lot of books, you want to make sure that other literary works don't supersede the word of God. So I love that you, you shared that. And the word of God really is indestructible. It's alive. It's active. It's powerful. It's eternal. And, um, I just love that scripture that he sent out his word in Psalm 107 and he healed them like his God's word healed them. And um, I do want to share one scripture. Um, we all know this scripture from Isaiah 55 um, where, you know, where God is saying, my thoughts are nothing like yours and my thoughts are higher than yours. And then it goes on to say, the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. Then verse 11 says, it is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It always produces fruit. I so love that. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. You will live in joy and peace. And other versions say the word doesn't return to him void. I just, it, it, I feel like that's a, a promise. That's something that we can hold on to. So I just appreciate you bringing that perspective tonight on how the word is our anchor. It is our solid rock. It's our foundation. We can depend on it to do what it's supposed to do. Um, and so I just want to thank you for, for your teaching tonight. So the floor is open. If anyone wants to share, um, you can go ahead and unmute yourself. If you're not able to unmute yourself, um, just raise your hand. Use the raise hand feature and I will unmute you. But the floor is open. Prophet Andrea, I'm not sure if you want to share. Yeah, really quick, if that's okay. okay. Thank you, Chiquita, for that teaching tonight. I really appreciate it. Um, there's a lot I can say about it, but there's two things that stood out to me that you shared. You talked about, and Sam, uh, Minister uh, Samantha, she just touched on God's word not returning to 
um, him void and talking about how he sent his word out to heal them. So when you said that, I literally got a picture in my mind of Ezekiel 37. When God talked, uh, when, when God told him to prophesy to the, to the dry bones. And I saw that when we actually embrace the word of God and the truth of his word, the sinews, the muscles, the cells, everything concerning us, whether literal or symbolic begins to come together and heal and fuse according to God's will. And everything then begins to function as he intended for it to function from the beginning. And so this is why I believe God is always telling us to stand on truth, rehearse his word, hide our hide his word in our hearts, um, rehearse it, repeat it, sing it, dance to it, meditate on it everything back to his word because he knows what it will do. The second thing you, there was a word that you, you, you declared and you said the potency of God's word. And when we study what potency means, we're talking about power, influence, impact. God knows what resides on that seed of his word that he's given to each one of us. And if we would take um, take him at his word, if we would stand on his word, we would truly begin to see the power that resides in it. And we will begin to actually walk in the fullness, not a fraction, not a crumb, not a portion, but the fullness of the healing that he has called us to be it, be it physical, be it in our mind, be it some type of wounds that happen in our soul somewhere and our spirit somewhere. All I'm saying is that the potency of God's word is real and he wants us, he wants to show us, he wants to demonstrate to us what that looks like. And if we would just take him at it, if we would just, like I said, rehearse it, um, declare it, read it, meditate on it, all those things, I believe we will begin to see the wonder working, miracle working power of God. So thank you for letting me share. You are so, so, so right, Prophet Andrea. I was getting ready to type. Um, I love that that you chose that word, Minister Chiquita, that the word of God is potent. Um, so thank you for that that explanation, Prophet Andrea. That was that was remarkable. Um, if anyone else would like to share, you can go ahead and share. Let me see if anyone has their hand up. Um, another thing that I want to say that stood out to me was how you talked about the importance of crying out and how crying out, um, it represents like a desperation and a surrender and a yielding. And I think it was on Saturday's call that we talked about like being desperate um, enough to get to a place where we're able to see, you know, miracles um happen. And so I'm very happy that you talked about that because it really is like a surrender, getting to the place where you know that your answer is in God and that's, and like, there's no other way. And it's just putting the expectation back on God and not on anything else, not on anybody else, but back on God. So I I appreciate you calling that out as well. I, I just wanted to add one thing. The whole teaching was good. And there is absolutely no need to go back because all of you have contributed so powerfully. I just want to say that the first thing I thought of was that the word of God is living. It is active. It is, it is more powerful than a two-edged sword. That's what I kept hearing. And I just want to remind us that when we can get that inner language correct, we will see so much change in our lives when the scripture tells us things like um the word is medicine to our our bones that's what it means and she described that so profoundly in the teaching but when you tell people sometimes you know you need to declare the word you know there's a lot of discouragement people don't want to do that you tell them to put scriptures on the in your shoes if you have to put them on your wall record yourself speaking the scripture because it is alive. 
And it may not seem like it's at work, but it is. And over time, just consistency, um, repetition. And um, I loved also, Sam highlighted this, and Shakita talked about it. We get in trouble when books oh, supersede God's word. And we see a lot of people, they'll get into like uh, a lot of these philosophers that are very popular right now, but they're not necessarily Christian. Or we'll pour ourselves into a lot of Christian books. Whenever every book that I write, I always tell people, look, I put enough scripture in there for you to go back and study it yourself. It, everything Dr. K writes, I don't just read it and believe it because she said it. I go back and I study it for myself because there may be something I can't understand or that doesn't fuse with me. We should take nobody's word. I'm just telling you, we should not. Just because I said something doesn't mean it's going to be true for you. So we have to really make that thing make sense in the word. So that's why when people are really, we, we need a revelation of really what it takes to be healed. And that's you doing the work. That's not running from prophet to prophet, trying to get a word, see what the Lord is saying. I mean, life is in the word. Life is in the word. And I just pray we never forget that all those great books, Look, I, there are some books that I have that I threw away. I didn't want to take them to Goodwill because I don't want to be responsible for anyone getting that bad information. So we have to make sure that we are not exalting a revelation that doesn't line up with the word over the word, especially the words of Jesus, because Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word made flesh. Jesus is the word made flesh. That's why we don't need to just follow up on Moses and Isaiah and Jeremiah. They good. But Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word. So I really appreciated this teaching tonight. Outstanding. Um, I, I, everybody's just, listen, we are blessed in the conservatory. We are blessed because, I, I, you know, I don't know what to say other than to thank you, Lord. We have some outstanding teachers, and um, I hope that we grow in the word because that, that's where life is. Thank you. I'm over here. I'm trying, listen, I'm trying to be quiet and, and, and not run around. Oh, my goodness. Apostle just said, and we know that Jesus is the word. There's emphasis there. There's emphasis there. And again, what's coming to me is that we are a word sent from the word, right? And so, and I noticed my son all over the place, but it really is targeted. He, God has blessed us with abilities, gifts, talents, and all of these things. And we never elevate any of that over him. However, he's given that to us for our healing as well. And so what I'm hearing in my ear is that in the midst of your brokenness, in the places of, of, of trying to make your way through your healing, and even how um, Shakita and uh, Apostle just emphasized about the books, listen, if, you would, if we would just pick up the pen, pick up the paintbrush, if we would just write the play, if we would, if we would just create I'm telling you, the healing is going to start to manifest and it's not going to be that you're striving. It is going to happen organically because the word, as Apostle Teresa said, is living. And so it's working as we're, we're expressing Christ. So I, again, I'm trying to be calm, but I, 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 it's like if, if we could just understand and see the fullness of this thing, we would be running to put our hands to what God has given us to do, not in the sense of striving or just trying to do something to do something, but because God has given us these things to actually heal us. We believe all this stuff is for others. Or I need to pray for others. I need to, I need to minister and dance for others. I need to create for others. It's for us first. It's for us first. So I'm off that tangent, but I, I hope that made sense. 
Yes, it, it absolutely does make sense. And like Apostle said, it's a double-edged sword. So as it's going forth and doing the work on one end, it's doing the work in us. So you're absolutely right. Um, Darlene, you can go ahead and share. This is so good. Like we're going to have like round two of this Bible study if y'all don't stop. <laughs> um, but Minister Chiquita, it was a phenomenal teaching. Thank you so much for everything that you shared. The words that stuck out to me were two words. The first word that came up was desperation. And what I was thinking about with the word desperation, as everybody was talking at the end, it just kind of took me back to Genesis when um, the enemy had basically had been speaking to Adam and Eve. And here came God the word of God came after his kids because his kids were in trouble and he fixed up what was happening with them. Like in an instant, he fixed what was, what the problem was. And so even in our own lives, yes, the word does come to us first. And I'm really learning how to redo that myself, letting the word hit me first before I share it out with everybody else that I might think it's going to be wonderful for. But so, yeah, desperation was the one word that you said. And I think it was it wasn't expectancy, but something similar to that word. And maybe it was just an expectancy of what I'm, I'm believing for. But I'm so grateful for you. I am so grateful for you. I'm grateful for like even the sound of your voice. It was healing for me just to hear the sound of your voice tonight as you taught. Because how you teach is so profound, how everybody on this call teaches. I'm just like, I'm going to have to move to Atlanta, come visit y'all, do something (laughs) before this year is up. Because you guys are just, you're phenomenal. If you don't know it, you're phenomenal. And we are tremendously blessed in this conservatory, tremendously blessed. So that's all I had to say. Here I am coming back again. (laughs) I just wanted to give you all something to think about. Remember how I always say, give me a year or give um, a person a year. Um, Also, I kind of encourage you sometimes because if if you have a baby in your midst, meaning someone who is newly saved, or if you have someone coming out of a whole lot of confusion, They've been deeply wounded in ministry. They've been jaded by religion. It, it The word washes. And one of the, you know, people always saying, um, you know, you this is control. You know, you hear people say that. A lot of times when leaders say, you know, they may say to you, you, you know, stop going to this service for a while or, um, you know, and, and I showed you in the passages of scripture where that happened quite a bit among Paul and his people he was like look y'all don't need to be listening to these people and you know he wasn't saying that to disrespect the people they were listening to or to position himself he understood how the word washes and what happens with us when we dedicate our ear to a pure stream or as close to a, a clean stream as we can all of that stuff we we find ourselves and I tell you this I'm feeling discombobulated feeling unsettled in our spirit we're disturbed you know it's like we go through this but it's a purge it's like this shake-up that's happening on the inside of us and and sometimes in our head I don't know if that's God is that really the Lord I never heard this before we just get all jacked up because we're God is kicking all of that vomit out He's getting all of that backed up bile out of us. And it makes you so uncomfortable. But if you can study what you're learning, if you can begin to declare the word over yourself, if you can trust where God has sent you, listen, you grow, you wake up one day, it's six months later, and you are whirlwinds away from where you were when you started. And when we have babies, because I know some of you are going to be leading babies if you're not already. Keep them away from books. Keep them away from YouTube. Keep them away from just just 
anything that's not rooted in scripture. And I mean, line by line, not religiosity, but literally the goodness of God, the, the mess. I mean, walk them through the book of John, walk them through Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Start there. They don't have to have the prophetic word. I prophesy this and I prophesy that. Get them used to the word and they'll be stronger than people who've been walking with the Lord for 30 years. I promise you. I promise you, you're going to be like, what is happening? Because the word is so pure. It's better than any of our own ideas and thoughts. But we just have to keep people focused on Jesus. And I'm sharing this simply because by now, most of you should be able to know that a lot of ministries don't teach Jesus. They just don't teach him. They teach their revelation. They teach from their dreams. They teach from um, an open vision they had. They're not using the word. And those are warning signs. Those are warning signs of people that have followed experiences. That's why sometimes I shut down. Um, if you ever be on calls with me, or I, I won't let people share their dreams. If I was having a dream course, I would. It's rare that I do that because sometimes people are so drenched in their experiences that they totally start overlooking God's word. And no experience can supersede the word of God. And so I just want you to be aware of that. Learn to where when I'm, when I'm actually training prophets in the beginning, raw prophets, I'm like, find that that you heard in the word. There's a principle, there's a pattern, there's an example, there's a... Um, there's something that will co connect you back to what you heard. It, it might not be there verbatim. There might be a situation, a circumstance. There may be something in a movement that took place. If God spoke it, he's going to lead you to that word and it's going to reveal him. It's not going to reveal people. It's not going to glorify you. It will reveal Christ. And I just love that because you want to prophesy, but you don't know the word. And that's what we have today. We have a lot of people prophesying with no understanding and no knowledge of the scripture. And so this teaching is one of those that um, reminds us of that. So just, just take this. And somebody asked earlier in the chat if it's going to be available. Yes, I have the last three Sundays uploaded. I have not had the time to go back and... Um, um, place them on the page, um, but this one is going to be up. I have every teaching. So with Minister Sam, Minister Dominique, um, Apostle Pam, all of those teachings are on YouTube already, except for this one. This is the only one not uploaded. It's my hope that I'm going to be able to sit down because it takes almost an hour and a half to do each one. But I want to just ask if you have a... Um, um, Minister Chiquita, if you have a synopsis that you can send me three or four lines, two or three lines, you can text it to me, send it to me on Messenger so I can just pop it into the video. But again, I'm gone. I just want to say God bless you. And um, I am blessed. I'm blessed by this teaching and I'm blessed by um, everybody who shared and, and because it's valuable to us. God always meant for us to learn in community. You always have a leader, but we have to help one another. And that whole idea of learning in community is good when people are mature because they have the same heart. Even though they teach differently, have different ideas about things, the heart of it is there. It's the same heart. It's why we're drawn together. So I appreciate that. And thank you again, you all, and good night. Thank you. Thank you, Apostle Thank Teresa. Thank you. Thank you, Apostle Teresa. Um, if anyone has any additional um, thoughts, I believe, Varuva, you've unmuted yourself. You can go ahead and share. Yes. Um, good evening, everyone. And I wanted to say um, you did an outstanding job, Minister Shakita. And um, I was so blessed by the teaching. And Apostle just touched on one of the things that, um, that hit my heart when you started teaching about um, learning and healing in community. 
because this community here in the, um, the Scribal Conservatory has certainly been a healing place and such a learning place for myself. So, um, and it took me a while to, um, to become, to understand and I guess accept that this was a safe place because when I came in, it did seem like everything was going over my head, but I trusted where the Lord sent me. Um, an apostle was um, adamant about building a relationship and building relationships with every, everybody that was a part. And so when she built the relationship and made, um, made it plain to me that she wanted to build a relationship with me, not just as being a part of the conservatory, but getting to know who I was, um, it helped me to understand and be more, um, I guess, uh, open and um, and and well feel more welcomed into the community. And then I have grown immensely, and I have um, I want to say developed and and blossomed immensely within this community. And I am in a place here in Georgia, far away from my um, biological family, but this conservatory has been my family for a number of years. And so I am grateful for this community. So um, I do thank you for bringing that um, up again. And I am grateful for every person that is a part of this community and um, this being a safe place and all of us having the same goal and us always being directed towards Jesus has been um, probably the most significant place of ministry that I have been in my entire life. So I am so very grateful and um, that's what I wanted to share. So thank you all. Thank you, Varuva, for sharing that. And thank you for your contributions to this community because we all help to make it um, stay a safe place. So thank you for sharing that. And I echo your sentiments because I've had this a similar experience joining the conservatory as well. Um, I do want to read one of the comments that I saw from Joanne. It says, if we could see our healing in the spirit like Elisha's servant saw the armies of heaven, the release of his word in and from our mouth is a powerful sword. If anyone else has um, comments, you are free to share. If not, we will go ahead and close. I want to thank you again, Minister Chiquita, for tonight's teaching. I was very blessed by it. I also want to remind you all that we will not have Sunday service because it is Mother's Day weekend. Um, so we will not be online Sunday morning due to Mother's Day weekend. Yeah, thank you. I just want to say thank you again. I have my camera on and I'm like, <laughs> Veruba was talking. I'm like, the tears start flowing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, good Lord, the tears start flowing. Um, because it is. I just want to say it is. It is a place of healing. You sometimes you sometimes you're trying to figure out why you're discombobulated, but it is. It's a disruption in things. It's like a. Oh my goodness, it's like a, 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 it is a purging of things that you've had before. And so when you get that correction and that alignment, um, you know, sometimes you don't know that you've been this way, kind of crooked in your thinking, because you haven't been set against the plumb line. You have to be set against the plumb line. And then you realize, well, I've been like, I've been like this way and I didn't. God's word become an alignment. And I love what Prophet Andrea said. And she said this, this is reoccurring in the things, especially when she teaches uh, about the whole striving bit, you know, the whole striving all the time. And so um, the teachings have really helped me to understand that all the striving, because I was, I was, a, I, you know, we may have had other experience, you know, when you're chasing devils, like, you know, you just, you know, uh, you got all the theatrics going on. Um, but then when you learn there's a better way, um, you're like, God, I don't have to do all of that. And, and you got, you fight against it at first. You, you're like, surely I'm supposed to do something else, but his word is true. And so when you, when you, um, learn that and you come into alignment, it's a beautiful place to be. It's just a beautiful place to be. And you just look forward to the journey. 
So again, um, thank you all so much for adding. Like I said, I know you all by your voices and um, I see your faces. I've been there. I plan to come back again to Georgia, but um, I don't know. Ruba said something when she started. I'm like, yeah, don't start talking about healing because it, it really touches my heart. And, and um, I just I just love being here in this community. I see Felicia, your hand is up. You can go ahead and unmute yourself. Good evening, everybody. Um, I just want to say really quickly that um, um, excellent job in, in teaching on your teaching tonight and the stressing of community. I never understood how important uh, community was until I came into the conservatory. It's like um, I had been a part of a church you know, church hopper. I'm just going to be honest. That's what I kind of was, but, you know, searching for more. And um, and it's like, I the last place I was at, it was like I was looking, you know, at people. I was like, Lord, why do they look so different from me? And just kind of hear me uh, spiritually. Um, and then I came to the conservatory. It's like, I don't know, it was like I was, it's like two twins that don't know each other exist. And then you finally meet up and the way you look at each other. Okay. Like I, I look like these people and it's kind of hard. It's like, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but it's like, and then like the more I read apostles books and Dr. K's books, it's like I, some of the things that they went through, it's like, I went through that. And it's like, no one ever told me, you know, um, well, I, I felt like something was going on. I was like, Lord, what is this? But I see some of the things that I went through, they went through also. So I'm like, okay, it's okay. It's okay. And um, so the importance of community, since I've been here, the teaching has been phenomenal. Um, I'm not where I probably should be or where I want to be, but I can tell that there's um, some maturity going on, me maturing. I don't, I'm not as loud <laughs> as I used to be outspoken, give my opinion on everything. But, um, and I can tell that there's some calming down uh, going on. But the importance of community is, is everything. So I just wanted to say that. Thank you for sharing that, Felicia. And we are so happy that you are a part of the conservatory. You, this is this is home for a lot of us, um, and it sure feels like that. It feels good to have a home that is safe. Um, if anyone has anything else that they would like to share, you can go ahead. Otherwise, we will close out. We appreciate all the feedback that you guys give, and thank you for engaging. Um, in discussion with us. Thank you again, Minister Chiquita. Um, thank you all for your comments. Please don't forget to give. Yes, thank you for that. <laughs> don't forget to give. Oh, go ahead, Prophet Andrea. Just really quick, I saw a comment about asking, let me see, a question about asking on uh, requesting the status of the book that they purchased from Dr. K, um, Darlene, did you order from the website or from Amazon? I ordered from her website, I thought, but it took me to like another website that said like wise sense or something. Cause I ordered it. It's been not quite two weeks now. Okay. So no, I didn't order um, from Amazon. Uh-uh. Okay. Do me a favor and post your question in the Bible study group. And okay. uh, we'll, I'll try to do some uh, research to find out what uh, what's going on there for you. Okay. Because uh -huh. it kept saying that I was going to get like an email to say that it was being sent out. And I don't recall receiving that email that it's been sent out. Okay. So. All right, we'll 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 find out what's going on. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.
Thank you, Prophet Andrea, um, for taking care of that. Um, so we're going to go ahead and close out for tonight. Don't forget to give. Um, and reminder, we will not have service on Sunday due to it being Mother's Day weekend. So we will not be online Sunday morning. And um, Minister Veruva has been posting the giving information. So please give um, as you are led. So we're going to go ahead and close out in prayer. Um, Father, we thank you for this word on tonight. We thank you for how you are using every teacher in the conservatory and every person that plays a part. Father, we just thank you for this community. We pray that your spirit would always be with us and that you would help us to grow in your word and in your truth, in love, in kindness, and in unity. I pray that we would truly be a community after your own heart, that we would walk in truth. Father, we pray over every person on this line. We pray a special blessing over them. And Father, we just pray that we would no longer strive, but that we would become aware of our sonship, that we would move from striving and move to apprehending your promises and your word, that we would move from just hearing your word, but believing your word, doing your word and declaring your word over our lives and in every situation. Father, we just pray um, Psalm 1 over us, just like the righteous man um, in Psalm 1 who meditated on your word day and night. Father, we pray that this community would be like the man in Psalm 1 and that we would be strengthened, Lord, that we would be like a tree who was by a riverbank, that we would be able to bear fruit in every season, and that no matter what circumstance, that we would be anchored um, in your word. So, Father, we thank you for the work that you will continue to do within the conservatory. We pray that everyone's week would be blessed, Lord, that they would have a good Mother's Day weekend. Father, we pray a hedge of protection over each and every person in the conservatory that you would watch over them, that you would command your angels concerning us to guard us in all of our ways. We give you praise, we give you glory, and we pray to you in Jesus' precious, mighty, and holy name. Amen. Everyone have a good evening, um, and we will see you next Tuesday. Um, since we won't be online Sunday, but we will see you next Tuesday. Amen. Have a good evening, everyone. <clears throat>